how's it going? Welcome to the only podcast about the one thing I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Chris Hardwick. We're having a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about game shows today. We have a lot of game shows, you know. I, I host a lot of game shows. You know, I host The Wall at NBC. I host At Midnight at Comedy Central, and I host a single out on MTV. So, you know, I have a little thing or two about game shows. Uh, we don't have to talk about shipmates, but let me just say that I, I have a few game shows in mind. You know, The Wall is an important game show. You know, The Wall has been built to change lives, and you know, I, I do a lot of things, you know, a little hosting. Well, I did Wired Science for a bit. You know, I also did a little, did a little bit of, of, of talking shows. You know, Talking Dead. You know, Talking Bad. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you might see me at Comic Con moderating a panel to about maybe the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Huh? You know. Uh, so what I'm trying to say here is that uh, you know, I'm kind of a nerd. You know, kind of love a little bit of stuff here and there. Uh, and, and you know, sometimes you know, I, I really love things. And you know, just sometimes you know. But being just a comedian, it's really tough, and, and stand-up comedy is great, and you know, sometimes game shows are a lot of fun, so sometimes I really want to talk about game shows, and that's why I want to do this podcast, you know, game shows are very boring, you know, there's a lot of games like spinning the wheel, or answering questions, or some sort of loving, hating relationship with game shows, and you know, game shows are just great, I love game shows so much, and that's why I want to talk about game shows here on the Game Shows I Suppose podcast, it's just a lot of fun, so... For today's game show, we're going to be talking about the wonderful game show that's called Trashed. So Trashed was a game show from 1994, hosted by yours truly, Chris Hardwick, and it was a lot of fun. So so what it was, it was we had two teams of two, it was like a team game show, but it was looking like a junkyard, and the whole idea was basically we had comedians telling jokes, and it was a lot of fun, silly fun, silly fun, silly fun, silly fun. And that's why we don't talk about Chris Hardwick anymore. Hi, I'm Jordan Haas. Welcome to Game Shows, I suppose. It's an April Fool's episode. And it's my least favorite game show of all time. My least favorite game show of all time. I mean, maybe, don't forget your toothbrush is a close second, but there's some novelty to that show. This one fucking sucks. Big deal fucking sucks. This show, the worst MTV game show. Say what you will about Fear Factor. Say what you will about, I bet you will. Say what you will about Web Riot. This show, this show fucking sucks. I'm talking about MTV's Trashed. It's been a year. I was trying to figure out when's the right time to just shit talk about Trashed. Because up till now, it's just been that, that haunting thing in the back of my mind. Normally, when it comes to game shows, as everyone knows, I love game shows. So funny, so hilarious, ha ha ha, joyful. But I figure it's April Fool's Day, so maybe it's opposite day somewhere, and I can actually shit talk about a game show for once. When it comes to game shows, game shows always have an aspiration, a goal, some sort of fun with it. Trashed fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It is the worst game show I've ever seen. And it's just so many things wrong with it. For starters, Chris Harwick sucks as a host in this. Sorry, Chris. This show fucking sucks and you're a bad host. Two, the premise fucking sucks. The whole idea is an anti-game show. We'll deal with that in a bit. Three, this is just because Remote Control didn't get renewed because Ken Ober quit the fucking game of game shows. So we want to do some sort of thing that's like Remote Control, but we can't do it Remote Control. So we're going to do something that's like it, but not really. Fucking sucks. Four, four. 
it all comes down to we couldn't figure out what the fuck we're doing with this game show in a way that is just like a fuck you to game shows, but in a way that is like there's no redeeming quality to a game show. Five, no matter how many times I watch this show, I sit back and go, they actually made this a game show. This is this is a game show. This isn't funny like remote control where it's comedic. This is like in the mid-90s, the, the anti-90s, when everything is anti-everything. The anti-hero, the anti-game show, the attitude era. The fuck you society, edgelord bullshit. None of this is salvageable. In six, and this is where I come from as Jordan Haas from 2021. Looking back at this now, what the fuck is with Chris Hardwick? Because this is a show that would, should, and probably needs to destroy his career. His whole marketing gimmick since like G4 Attack of the Show circa 2010, 2011 was the, I'm kind of a nerd, you know, I love sci-fi and I love comic books. And then here's a show where he basically tells someone to shred their comic book collection because they got trivia questions wrong and they suck. And then here's someone like saying so long to your, your baby blanket because you fucking suck at trivia questions. And you like Star Wars, you fucking parent basement dweeb. Like it it reeks of that foul stench of the 90s in a way that's unpleasant. It is god awful. So here's how MTV's trash works. MTV's trash is set to look kind of like in a junkyard with two double deckers. There's like a fake junkyard set with on the left side. It's these like bumpers and then like one vein marketing scoreboard and then the other the egg crate. So it looks like they just kind of rummage through a game show junkyard and grab those. Haha. <laughs> There's TV screens that all look static, but they display the MTV trash logo. <laughs> Chris Hardwick stands at a weird podium that looks like it's made out of rusted metal. <laughs> and there is six screens. One orange, one purple with this familiar, really crappy street like graphic package that looked really hip and cool for the 90s. But looking at it now, it seems very forced edgelord in a way that's unpleasant. So the premise of Trashed is this is the anti-game show, quote-unquote, where most game shows, you win prizes. On this show, you lose your own prizes. You lose your stuff on this show. That's the gimmick. Ha ha. Your prized possessions are broken and destroyed. Ha ha ha. We destroy your skateboards, your snowboards. We destroy that wedding dress that you have. You, it's your prized possession. Your, uh, your grandma's heirloom that you meant so much to you. Your VHS collection. Your Nintendo. Your television. Everything goes on this show. We'll destroy our camera. We'll destroy a priceless baseball. We'll destroy a vase. We will destroy comic book collections, baseball card collections. We will shred your comic books. We will throw a teddy bear into a lawnmower. We will chainsaw some luggage that you own. We will destroy a leather jacket that you love since high school. We don't care. Fuck you if you have sensitive feelings, Snowflake. Fuck off. That's what trashed is to me. And it is God awful. It is the worst fucking game. I I need to stress this off. This is not like an April Fool's joke. I sincerely hate this show. 
I, this is the one show where it's like, I fucking hate Chris Hardwick. I, when I saw this show, I fucking hated it. That made me hate Singled Out when I first saw it because I just think of Thrashed. To me, I'm sentimental. I, I care about things. And I think sometimes prized possessions, yes, they're meaningless ultimately because of materialism and you want to go into whole philosophical. But in a way, when something means something to a person, like, hey, here is like a teddy bear that your mom gave you and this is something before she left. Well, that should mean something, obviously. But here in the 90s, fuck you, let's put in a wood chipper. <laughs> fuck you. That's that's what it comes across as. There are signs on the show where the contestants are in actual tears because of the trashing. And they have to hide it because they know they're on camera in a traumatizing way. Because fuck you. The PAs on the show, whoever they chose to cast... Obviously, did not get tell them the memo of maybe don't get stuff that you're attached to. It's to be a joke. So maybe shit that you would like to see destroyed is probably the much better option because it's funny. So if, if it's two teams of two. So unlike remote control, which is three individuals, this is a 2v2 game. In the first round, there's a question. And whoever gets the question right of the four that buzzes and rings in with the correct answer, they get, quote-unquote, control of the board. On this show, they are given a category, and then if you're in control, you get to pick something of the other team's possessions to thrash. So the movie collection, the record collection, the priceless vase, a teddy bear. It's one of three objects, and it's always like something from one of the members. So it's like... This is so-and-so's uh, uh, computer. He uses it in college, but if you stretch it, he can't finish his finals. <laughs> or you can destroy his priceless teddy bear. He's had it since he was four years old. <laughs> or you can destroy his baseball card collection. He's been collecting this since middle school. It has value, but you can make it worthless with this choice. It just, it sucks so much. So then they pick a category, they bring it out. Then Mark the Thrasher, who is this comic character who wears like a fucking like uh, a boiler suit, kind of like he's on Mystery Science Theater 3000, but he looks all greasy and scummy, goes, Ooh, what are we going to do? So then Chris Harwick stands with Mark the Thrasher and goes, Well, if you want to protect your things, you got to get the next two out of three questions right. That would be all fun. That would be great, great fun, huh? And they. Of course, because this is MTV, have to dip in the well of remote control and do the same garbage shit that they've done there. It is the genre I like to call the broke actor who needs work questions. Remote control is fun with that because you had Sing Along with Colin, you had Flip, you had Dennis Leary and Adam Sandler. Well, this time around, we can't get at Dennis Lear and Adam Sandler. They kind of became big names in 19, before 1994. So we're going to get Doug Benson. That's right. Before he was Mr. High Shot, Doug Benson. Let's get high and watch movies. That Doug Benson. Or like they even Joel Hogson from Mystery Science Theater before the show debuted. Or, or... They they even got uh, Steve Higgins before he became the, the announcer on Jimmy Fallon. 
uh, they got Brian Poisson. You know Brian Poisson. You know that guy who always sounds like dude. That that guy. They got all of those comedic actors from Los Angeles because Remote Control was filmed in New York. This was filmed in L.A. And they decided let's get these people to do some characters and acting. So they're going to be playing like a a. a a record store dweeb is like, well, you don't listen to this album. Well, you'll know this one. What was the name of Jules' album? And then it would ring in and answer questions. Now, the team that's in danger has to get two of the three questions right. So if they get that, their object that was put in danger is safe. But if the other team gets two right kind of like a best two of three well then they destroy the object and that becomes a funny hilarious scene where they get to destroy the object and the audience goes yeah blood yeah woo and it's just you know shredded or they take a bowling ball and they smash the tv or they get a sledgehammer and they smash a nintendo uh they catapult it they put in a wood chipper they uh, lawnmower the teddy bear, all sorts of. They take scissors and cut it up in hilarious way. <laughs> Throw paint, oil, all sorts of things that make it unpleasant and very traumatizing for the contestant. To which Chris Hardwick basically belittles the contestant, going, "Who is that? You need that anyway. You know, you guys suck. You know, you live in your parents' basement. Fuck you." <laughs> in a way that is like, isn't he the nerd comedian? He's belittling the nerd for losing like a, a Yoda toy. In Star Wars figurines. Are you sure that's... that's This is the Chris Hardwick, right? The the guy who says he loves Star Wars. He's he's laughing at Star Wars toys being destroyed. Okay. Uh, it becomes just shitty. It, it, it fucking sucks. So if the opposing team uh, serv- keeps their item and gets two of the right... Uh, well, they'll be in control. If they fail and they lose the item, well, the other team will remain in control and they can pick one of the other options. So there'll be two left of the three. And now in round one. Questions in this round are worth 50 points each. So you can get up to 100 points of two out of three round times two will be 200. Uh... And then in round two, we get another set of three objects per team, but the values are double, making it 100 points per correct answer. Wow, we we double the points in round two, but we still keep the same shitty questions, the same shitty host, the same shitty trashings, and the same traumatizations of these shitty fucking objects, and the audience just doesn't care. And the contestants, they're trying to laugh it off. He he he, it's just a silly game show. But sometimes they go, wait, that was actually my thing. That sucks. That sucks. Uh, but it's okay, you can win the grand prize. And more on the grand prize later. <laughs> oh, it's fucking, this is a fucking, fuck off this fucking show. This fucking, fucking show fucking sucks. Fucking hate it. Fuck the show. So round two, values are double. Rinse, repeat. Here's Brian Poisson in a drag costume making very transphobic jokes. Ha ha, it's the 90s. Fuck you, mom and dad. Uh... Lynn's repeat here is a, a girl dressed up like she works at the hot dog on a stick doing some flirty gossip in the video. Hey, it just, it sucks. So then we move on to round three. In round three, it's a speed round. One contestant is put in danger. The other one is put at the 
podium where they'll be answering questions. Each question's worth 150 points. And that's right. If you do the math, that means mathematically speaking, if there is up to three questions per round, stopping with two right, that means that theoretically you'll have upwards to 600 points to be thrown around per a given round. Uh, round two being 400 points given to one player uh, or team. So if it's a perfect game and there's one team and they destroyed every like almost everything that the other team has, well, then that means that you have um, essentially uh, a game of 200 plus 400, 600 points. And a speed round of 150 points per correct answer means you can tie the game up with four correct answers. Yeah, they they even did the GSN fuck you speed up round too. So in the fuck you speed up round, uh, it's 39 seconds on the clock. Why 39? Because <laughs> it's a random wacky number. <laughs> 90s. <laughs> and... It's each point is worth 150. You buzz and you're correct. You get 150 points. Whoever has the most points at the end of the round uh, goes on to the bonus round. While the losing player of the losing team gets trashed, and that means they get slimed or covered in goop or pied in the face or uh, gets their head shaved. It's hilarious. This is the wacky out loud stuff. It's like, well, they should, they should know what they got themselves into. Here's them getting dumped in beer and then vomited on. Hilarious. <laughs> Did I mention that sucks yet? Did I mention it fucking sucks? Also, uh, even though the teams lose, uh, the losing team also gets a really crappy prize because we fuck you. Here's a Simpsons chess set or a broken down video game or just some something that we found in the DVD, like a bargain bin VHS tape. Hilarious, fuck off. Also, you have to do 10 hours of community service because we know that picking up trash is something hilarious and embarrassing and fuck you for taking care of, of this country. <laughs> silly, silly, hilarious. <laughs> so... The losing team, after losing a few of their prized possessions, um, maybe getting one of their favorite clothes stained because they brought it to the show, and uh, now having to do 10 hours of community service, well, that's funny. Now the winning team gets to go on to the bonus round, where in the hilarious Laugh Out Loud bonus round, they have basically 30 seconds plus five seconds more for every one of their items that has not been you know, destroyed. So, knowing seeing 15 plus 15 is 30 seconds, that could add 30 seconds. Also, I'm just going to knock this on here. Even if they lose all of their items, they're still left with two items, guaranteeing themselves 10 seconds, meaning it's really 40 seconds minimum. But don't tell anybody that, because that just ruins the game a bit. So, what happens in the bonus round is they have that time to basically describe back and forth the three music videos that are playing behind their player. Uh, all they have to, and there's a big hilarious uh, disclaimer of what is and isn't allowed. They can't say the name of the artist, the song. They can't describe any of the artist's other songs. Uh, they can't describe uh, anything that has already something like this. And uh, they can't pass unless uh, it's the next player. 
They must get back to this on a certain amount of time. So it basically translates to it's the long-haired guy with the big mouth and he's singing in front of a hot chick and the hot chick is is showing her breasts and is it uh, red hot chili peppers it is uh no band members albums or songs he's part of the band name sing hum or whistle any part of the song or recite any lyrics um if they can successfully get all six artists in 30 seconds uh, they win the grand prize. The grand prize is usually uh, a trip to Orlando or a, or tickets to the Rock and Jock B-Ball Jam because that was a hot commodity at the time because people really wanted to meet Dan Cortese or something. I don't fucking care. So if they lose, well, that's okay. You still walk out of here with like rollerblades like every other basic-ass Nickelodeon game show at the time. Meanwhile, they still play uh, Beck Loser in the background. Because you lost. You still lost. You're still a sucker. Fuck off. You lose. Lost. Loser. Big loser. Fuck you. It, it sucks. Now, if they win, uh, the Mark the Trasher uh, gets to uh, throw confetti through a leaf blower and makes it fly all over. And it looks like trash. And it's hilarious. Hoo-hoo. Grunge. Maybe that's kind of why they did trash. Because grunge was hip at the time. And they wanted to say fuck you to society with this game show idea. Ultimately, it is the worst fucking game show in the world. Well, no, Beat the Crusher might be a close second. Maybe even first in some cases. Because that is just the trashing on trash. At least there is some second layer with the comedy answers and questions. But it still sucks. Now, ultimately trashed uh got canceled basically really quick uh because it only lasted 50 episodes just for the record that means it's not a hit that means they lasted enough for one season and then they said fuck you get out of here uh so they it didn't last long of course uh it did bring a light to some of the early comedians of the time in the 90s think 20 year old comedians who are now in their late 40s today uh, it's it's the, the only saving grace is those comedians. But if I was a comedian, I would not want to have this show be a part of my resume or my attributes. And that includes Chris Hardwick because all around this show is an embarrassment. This is a horrific game show. There is no, there's none of the things that I care about in the world of game shows other than you can play along by answering the questions is a part of the show. Because the aspiration, you don't want to be a contestant on the show. You'll lose your shit if you lose. Why would you want to be a contestant on this show knowing some of your favorite items in your house is destroyed? Fuck that. That's a shitty idea. Two, the questions are very arbitrary and they're not really well researched. And it's kind of just like, what's the name of the girl in the movie? What was the girl dressed up with the B? What was the thing? What was the movie? That's it. Now, pop culture questions are very fun, and I love that in remote control, but here it just flat out stunk. And later after this, Idiot Savants does it. And they also do the, here's some actors doing the questions, and then they do it again on a paid off on TBS, and then they later do it again on Tuned In on Nickelodeon. 
it it just <sighs> I I think it, it it's good when it's something like remote control because it makes it feel like a because it feels like you're doing world building if that makes sense. On remote control, it, it's world building because when it comes to the show, uh, what they did was Ken Ober was like played as the dweeby kid who lives in his parents' basement, loves game shows and television, and got a game show about television. So when you saw the cast of characters enter, it's like a sitcom. Look who it is. It's Flip. It's Colin's brother. It's this. So the... So it's kind of like a walk on like someone's the Fonz, and that made sense. When it's trashed, while you have this really interesting set and like really cool busted up lights and everything, it comes across as cheap, tacky, and shitty. It it comes across like we're trying too hard to be edgy. And when it comes to the we brought someone over to play this. It makes no sense other than, hey, we got to figure out what this guy's trying to say, but he's just hiccuping the ser- lyrics. Can you figure out what the song is? He's just hiccuping. <laughs> it's, it's horrific. And it's really one of the most embarrassing game shows. I do not recommend anyone watches it. It is an F, by the way, because clearly even the audience trying to cheer on the game also felt uncomfortable doing this show they're laughing at the jokes because it's the 90s and the edgy jokes were still hip you know you gotta think dennis leary you gotta think colin quinn it still fucking sucked it's still shitty (laughs) and this is at a time when the real world just about to start and that becomes the money like the hippest coolest thing on mtv so thankfully that show existed, so you never see something like this again. Luckily, Chris Hardwick does singled out, but then he loses that with shipmates. It basically, it's it's a even odd with with Hardwick, uh, and the questions suck. The playability, by the way, is not that good because you're not going to play along with. I want to see that destroyed. You're not playing along with the questions because they're all skits. And sometimes it's just memory questions. It's not even hilarious. Uh, that there's really nothing to do. You're just sitting there, and you're—I guess—you're supposed to laugh at the thing getting destroyed and the puns that the Thrasher is making. But it just comes across as sad. It's not uh oh, where the the Punisher is throwing goop and says some stupid line. No, this is like this is a guy who's basically like a shitty drill sergeant. Like, you'll never see your friend again, baby. Like, fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck off. This shitty show. Absolute shit. It 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 isn't even like wild provocative. You know, there when when it does that that shoehorn where it goes from so well provocative, it just comes across as just shitty, and like you're like Chris Hardwick's just an asshole. That's what it leaned into. It it didn't lean into anything fun. 
It clearly was we were trying to be the anti-game show, which was the 90s. How do we do the opposite of every game show? How about you lose things? Okay, what if the questions fucking suck? Okay, that sounds fun. What if it's Chris Hardwick, the guy from Los Angeles, who's kind of a heckle comedian? That would make sense. That That's what we got. That's what we wound up with. It, It's the worst. It, none of the questions are hilarious. None of the games are fun. If you really want a good MTV game show, please watch Remote Control. We talked about that on the mainline game shows, I suppose, episode. But here, it just fucking sucks. At no point do I feel excited for the contestants that win, laugh at the contestants that lose, I just sort of sit there and go, oh, oh okay. Loser, loser, you, you loser, you dork, you loser. Loser, 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 loser. Okay, Big L, because you're a loser. It just... The only thing that was like interesting was they were trying to do a lot of promotions for Beavis and Butthead at the time. And if it's one thing that's a good takeaway from the show is... Beavis and Butthead has more longevity than that shitty show. And I I feel like this is a dark hole of game shows. This is, to me, the worst game show I've seen in America in quite a while. And this was the 90s. Rewatching an episode for this was an eyesore. It was horrific. I'm not going to say it's a problematic, but they did the homophobic jokes. Hilarious. It just stunk. It's shitty. At least with like idiot savants, they kind of made it like a narrative. Like they made it into the late 90s. That's 97. We'll get to that eventually. What makes that game stand out is that on idiot savants, when they do the, the, the broke actor needing work, they at least try to decor it like either they're a student or they try to do a story like we found this. It still fucking blows like trash, like they're trying to come up with narrative. But at least they try to make it seem like this is a fun thing because instead of pop culture, maybe they're doing a history question or a science question or something actually of upper level high culture instead of just... Hey, what's the name of the actress from Friends who plays Rachel? That we're going into actually smart territory. So there's something to lean into that to give it more props to. But I think for that, it's more the expertise subjects of its events that I'm kind of gravitated towards. But we'll get to that in another day. Much like Trash, it also deals with the catch-up round being game-breaking. Um, but if it's one thing to give credit for, if I had to give any credit for it, the only positive, the only positive takeaway, at least they ended up when they framed the, the camp, the, the television monitors, they realized you had to sync it with the screen or also give that shitty wavelength because if they did that, I would get a headache and a migraine like no problem at least here 
they they don't do it anymore. They they it just it's good. If you're a nerd who collects things, don't watch the show because you're gonna see collections get destroyed. If you're a fan of MTV from the like the eighties, you will like like see this show and go, "This is just remote control. This is shit." I would rather watch the real remote control. If you're a fan of Chris Hardwick, this will change your perspective on him, either for the best or for the better, considering that he's kind of done the wall now. In a way, you could kind of see the wall as kind of like a reboot of the of, of trash. Like, you just got a million dollars, we're going to trash it with the four red balls! Because hey! that's pretty much what this is. It's garbage. <laughs> it's a trash to get it it's garbage <laughs> oh god i hate this show i i like game shows where you can participate and have fun if it doesn't look like the contestants are having fun why should i watch if they're not having fun the shoffen fraud of a game show contestant only works if it's comedic and the contestants are in on the gag for instance Something like Taskmaster, that works. Something like maybe Big Brother, where the punishments are wearing a silly outfit and they're playing along. Something like this doesn't work. It kind of is the worst. It's just the return to Oz of game shows. And I, I just, I hated it. I hate it so much. So that is all the energy I can give a trashed. By no means should you watch this, even as a joke or just to refresh your memory. Just assume it's drunk college kids putting up their their CD collection uh, to answer questions about music. They get it wrong. So then the, the this guy in a boiler suit gets a sledgehammer and starts smashing the CDs so they're broken into a million pieces. And then their look look on the face of, oh, no, oh. And it's that look of, oh, shit. But then once they do that reaction, like a minute inwards, it kicks in. They lost their thing. And now they're almost seeping with, fuck. That is the show. That's why it sucks. And Chris Hardwick belittles them and says, fuck you. That is why the show sucks. The comedy, flat. Nothing redeemable. Absolute worst. So this April Fool's Day, when I normally would be saying how game shows are a good cultural icon, a good cultural touchstone, positive in a time capsule. In a way, I guess it's a time capsule of the lowest point of society, the anti-90s. The fuck the world, life doesn't matter nihilism that gave us so much horror and awful this isn't like venom this isn't like spawn this is like the weird goth kid that says fuck the world and then like tries to do a copycat uh school shooting it's that level of dark fuck you it's not grunge like kurt cobain which is probably what they were going for which is cool no this is the kind of shit that's like um Going to, like, like just stabbing your friend and saying it's just a prank, bro. 
it it it's that level of of thick and it's that level of dick and it's that level of of shit in a way that I'm glad we've moved on but I'm fearful we'll eventually return to that time. I'm optimistic that will never happen again based on the fact that this show got canceled tells us America doesn't want that shit. It's not funny. But yet time and time again, I see things like uh, don't forget your toothbrush, do it or pontoon payday or just some sort of let's do an embarrassing humiliation to the contestant. It's hilarious. (laughs) And no, it never pans out. This should be your sign that that never works out. Please stop doing that. It never work. It never works. It never works. I'm telling you this just in sincerity. If you're a producer and one of your thoughts is, what if the loser gets punished and here's what they need to do or here's what happens to them or maybe this happens to some of their prized possessions? Go back to the drawing board and come up with something else. It doesn't work on downfall. It doesn't work here. It doesn't work on Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. It doesn't work on Pontoon Payday. It doesn't work on Bet Your House. It doesn't work here. This is a sign. Shut the fuck up. Come up with better game shows. Literally, it's easier if you just make it so the game... Before I go out of here, I remember a pitch. This is a real pitch. They were trying to pitch a a reality show where the idea was that a contestant has to sell all of their possessions and like make as much money as possible. And that includes their house, their apartment, their clothes, everything. Go to Vegas and then make a red or black decision on a roulette wheel. They really pitched the show. And I don't think it got through because <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to take that risk. So when I think of shows that are trying to be like, what if they risk their own things? It never works because by doing that, you lose an aspiration. That is something that failed with the U.S. Taskmaster. You don't want to see a cont- you don't want to see like for instance on the U.S. Taskmaster. Uh, they decided fuck the prize task. Let's bring every contestant brings a prize possession of theirs. So, um, that for instance, uh, Freddie Highmore brought in his laptop computer that he uses to make music. Oh no, he does. If he does that, he can't make music. Uh, for Ron Funches, the comedian Ron Funches, he brought in his Conan nameplate that he got when he was doing Conan for the first time. Because that was the first time he ever did televised stand-up, and that was a big moment in his life. So the fact that we're gonna you're gonna lose this actually brought tears to him, which ruins the fun of the show because you never want to see somebody cry with tears of pain. Tears of pain is not comedy. Tears of pain is hurt. When you're hurt watching someone else hurt, you flip away. It's that crying and 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 horrific nature is what makes these shows bad. You never want a contestant to cry with tears of pain. You want them to cry with tears of joy. And that's another story for another day. So I'm leaving you with this. Venom is good. Spawn is great. 
there's a lot of things that came out of the mid-90s that is a part of Americana today, from the death of Superman to the attitude era of the WWE, although that's more late 90s. Why are these things so prevalent? It isn't because it's cool to be bad or it's that edginess of fuck you provocative cells. That's a misnomer. What sold a lot of these people was a frustration with the society at large because they were pushing them back at the time. There was rules and regulations, not because of political correctness or all the edgelord shit that you're hearing these days because they've grown up to become Trump supporters. No, it's more of because of Reaganomics and because of the internet and because Wild Wild West and no one knows what goes where and because there's no place for someone to vent their frustrations at the world, you had characters designed to basically do that. They created modern pulp in that regard. The music at the time, the grunge, it was basically emo music of the 2000s. It was just a different style of music. So for a game show to try and hit that pulse, you shouldn't go with the obvious fuck you loser anti-game show because that's not what would sell. If you wanted to resell and repackage, you would focus on frustrations and sadness of teenagers and give them a way out. Make it a dream come true fantasy game instead of a you're worse off now than you were five like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> because that is what would have sold. Because that is kind of what's going on today. It's a parallel. No one knows what the hell's going on. And you're seeing a return of anti-heroes, Deadpool, for instance. So when it comes to a game show, you want it to be whoever is suffering that their suffering is ending. You don't want to see them continue to suffer or be made worse to suffer. You watch a game show to distract yourself from the world that is suffering. So to continue that suffering on air is a problem. It's not a job for a television show. And just a heads up, not really something for content creation in general. I, I notice these things too. If you're going to destroy something, it needs to be kind of frivolous. Here's a Funko Pop. We're just going to use a hot knife and cut it in half. Whatever. We're going to take this this teddy bear. It means nothing to us. We just picked it up at CVS. We're going to put it in a blender. That is, if you want to destroy shit, that's what you do. We got a six-pack of Pepsi. We got one of these crusher things. We're just going to smush it and see what happens. And we're going to put it in super slow-mo so when it smashes, it'll be really cool. That's what we need. Here's a blank CD. We're just going to throw in a microwave and watch it spark up. There is destruction videos that sell. It's not the sentimental value of that 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 makes it sell. It's the it's the pieces of the puzzle that make it work. And that's that's science. It's a scientific. It's a psychological. It's a sociological thing. So. For the future, you if you're if and this is the close. I keep saying it's closing. We need to learn from trash's mistakes 
in every regard because this is how you never do a game show. I think the best case scenario is to forget about this show and think of game shows as a positive vibe instead of a negative. And I think we can get there. I I think it's possible. So as we conclude this April Fool's Day episode, maybe go watch something else. Don't even watch a game show. Watch uh, The Mandalorian. Watch WandaVision. Watch what? Uh, watch uh, your favorite YouTube, because I'm pretty sure you you've you you've missed watching their videos in quite a while. Why not go on Twitch and find that one Twitch streamer with one view or two views and just give them a watch, give them a little bit of support, because to me that is the kind of things that can get us through horrible times. It's not rewatching horrible game shows and reminding yourself of a horrible future we live in now. Thank you for watching. Good night and big smooch. Mwah. So-